Well, the Department of Social Development is discussing a possibility of a universal basic income grant for South Africa's poor. Now, speaking during a government social cluster briefing on Monday, Social Development Minister Lindiwe Zulu says that uh, the COVID-19 pandemic had actually spurred on these discussions about how uh, the government could continue uh, accessing uh, support uh, once the 300 uh, poor South Africans rather could continue accessing support once the 350 rand uh, social relief of distress grant is discontinued. Now the grant will cover people between the ages of 18 and 59 and uh, it will cover those who are falling between the cracks as it were. So to discuss this proposal further we joined now by Social Development uh, Development Minister Lindiwe Zulu. Minister Zulu, thanks so much for speaking to us once again here on Update at Noon. Yes, thank you very much and and thank you for the invitation and a very good afternoon to your listeners. Minister, the natural starting point before we actually start talking about this proposal of what happens post uh, the 350 Rand Social Relief of Distress Grant is the 350 Rand SRD grant and, and, and people saying, but how are we even talking about what will happen beyond that if we are still waiting to be paid the 350 rands? Well, the bottom line is this. Um, we've got 4 million people already paid um, so far. We've got other people that we needed to ensure that we've got all their details and everything in order. We will not stop paying the 350. And by the way, the 350 for us is a very good lesson towards any other Uh, that we might want to add into this because I want to also go back and say all the other grants that the president announced were going to be increased. Those social grants have been increased without any delay, without much uh, in it because we already had a system on that. This one was a completely new system. And then moving ahead, we've got lessons that we learned out of this, firstly in terms of really ensuring that you you get the right people that you need to pay. We've got, we've got good lessons to learn from there. So we're looking forward, but while at the same time doing the best and ensuring that everybody who applied and qualified and was sent details that they will be paid must be paid. So in terms of what the discussions were around this proposal, um, can you talk to us about the deliberations in that regard? Because uh, this 350 rand social relief of the stress grant, as you say, uh, could perhaps then be seen, if you will, as a, a, a precursor to what it is that you are trying to do and laying the foundation for it. But what were some of the stronger arguments that were put forward as to why there is a need for a universal basic income grant for South Africans? Firstly, let me start from a point uh, that says uh, we have to look at ensuring that our responses match the scale of the problem. That's where we started in this. Hence, in the looking at the issues, that the, the, the responses that we have done, being, for instance, what President Sirisa Maposa announced in the increase of other grants and this 350, we now need to look at a longer-term plan that can be able to address deeper challenges of poverty, unemployment, and inequality. Because 
when all is said and done, since 1994, government has implemented a wide variety of um, uh, programs uh, as a form of social network protection, if I, I can say so. But if you look at what has been happening even before COVID, the issue of poverty, the issue of hunger, kept on really being on the map forever. And therefore, as a department, last year we started saying, what else can we do, even with the social grants that we are paying? We started having the conversation, Sasa, NDA, and ourselves, and we were saying, how can we improve the system in such a way that it gives dignity, in such a way that people don't have to be traveling? We were just saying, let's look for new things. Then COVID happened. And there was a discussion from the department by the officials of the department who actually were very much involved in the development of this um, basic income grant that we are talking about. They are the ones that led me to a report, which is the, the report uh, that was done by, um, uh, led by Vivian Taylor, that is uh, the basic income grant. They pulled that report out. And having put that report out, we looked at it and we said, it might be important to go back to Vivian and her team and let them brief us as to what actually happened that made it not possible for this to be implemented. And then they developed a uh, program uh, that now a report that's called Social Protection and Pathways to a Basic Income Grant Beyond COVID-19. This is the discussion document that we are putting on the table now, developing it obviously from the old document of 2002, but we are saying there's a new situation, there's a new environment that needs us to look deeply. So in their analysis, even in the past, they did conclude by saying that part of what is to happen to assist people who are in poverty is also to enable them to look for opportunities, look for other ways, that, is, that means give them something in their hand where they can wake up and go and get into the taxi, go look for the job, because those people we are talking about are in the gap of 18 and 59. But having said that, we are not looking at just waking up and saying, 18-year-olds up to 59, here is money for you. What should happen? 18-year-olds should not even be queuing for a basic income grant under normal circumstances. 18-year-olds should be going to university, going to college, going to technical, looking for the future for doing things for themselves. But because of the current situation of unemployment and even the challenges of them going to university, we say let's have this discussion, let's open the debate, let us see how far we can carry that. Hopefully we can be able to implement this because it will be a good thing for the people of South Africa, especially those that have suffered throughout all these years, despite the, the, the things that government, the programs that government has done in order to lift them. So what were some of the reasons that this was initially not viable and how have those since changed? Well, the biggest problem really was the issue of affordability which, by the way, still remains a problem even today. The biggest uh, challenge they saw was that where is the money going to get uh, from? Where are the systems? What kind of systems do we need to put in place? Um, but they also indicated that the increase and deepening of poverty needs us to really look uh, especially in this. And let's look at this gap. These people who are lost in the gap, 
because others are, are carried. So our view as a Department of Social Development, and by the way, we also did present um, uh, this uh, uh, report uh, to, the, to the ANC at the level of um, the social cluster of the ANC. We presented it also to the National Executive Committee, and they've requested us to go back and look at it from the perspective uh, of the economic cluster. So the economic cluster and ourselves have to meet. But for me, it's beyond just us as the African National Congress. I think that if we look at um, other countries where this has been done, it's important for us to look at different options. What we wouldn't want people to do is to immediately jump and say, no, but where, how are we going to afford it? I'm saying, yes, that is critical, and the Minister of Finance is critical, but it is possible that as South Africans collectively we can look at ways and means of ensuring that nobody goes hungry in South Africa. And those that you see on the street, begging on the street where they have to be given whatever, sometimes even be insulted. You can imagine those people who have absolutely nothing. The opportunity of them having something in hand that can help them to go out, look for um, jobs, or even start sending little things around the township and all that. We are excited about it, and we want to work very closely with all structures that can be able to uh, push this agenda forward. But as for the options, the table is open for us to look at the options. All things considered, as you say, Minister, ultimately it comes back to the question of funding and how exactly this will be funded. And what has Treasury said in this regard? We are still going to have that conversation. Remember that I'm saying this conversation is started at the Department of Social Development as a department that is responsible for the well-being of our people, especially those that are vulnerable. We must be the frontline soldiers for this one because as a department, nothing pains us from seeing people saying, I don't have food, uh, the food parcels are not reaching me. Nothing actually pains me than making people of South Africa looking, look like they can't do things for themselves, look like, you know, they just have to be beggars all the time. They will not be beggars because people have a capacity and capability of improving their lives. All they need is for us as government to help them through. Also, the discussion cannot be a discussion of the Department of Social Development alone. For everybody concerned, different departments have got an interest in ensuring that um, the lives of our people are improved. Because even if you were to say, okay, we, 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 we manage to have it, where are they going to go and look for jobs? If from an economic point of view, we're not doing enough to make sure that the economy grows. If they have to have that money, where are they going to go and spend it if they can't spend it closer to the township where they live to make sure that the money itself circulates within the township? This is an exciting discussion right now. It is at a discussion level. I do want to put that up front so that people don't think we're speaking about it because we're saying it's going to happen tomorrow. But we are committed to taking the discussion to everyone who can be able to help us uh, take this discussion forward. And uh, I think most South Africans would be in agreement, Minister, but of course there will be those who would disagree. However, just from the cursory discussions that you've had, if you were to, for example, because one of the ways of looking at funding, perhaps a basic universal income grant, would be to look at where you could cut on other spending initiatives. Have you had those type of discussions? 
Yes, we are looking at all options that are present in front of us. And also remember that we are looking at options, understanding and appreciating the economic challenges and understanding that the purse of government is going thinner and thinner. But government and the people of South Africa, those who have who are able to take care of themselves, can also not afford in the future to have people who continuously go hungry, to have people who continuously are never employed, even when they go out looking for employment. Some of them do want to go out and look for employment. Even going out is a difficulty for them. So we think that give us an opportunity to open up the discussion so that not too long, because I also don't want a conversation to be an endless conversation. It either happens or it doesn't happen for me. And so give us an opportunity because to go and speak to Treasury and go and speak to everybody else, nobody is in, in South Africa is not aware of the deepness of poverty, the deepness of inequality, the deepness of unemployment. And right now, COVID has even made matters worse for us. And we are saying this is an opportunity. It's a, it's a drastic uh, situation for us. It's a very painful situation for us. But there's also the other side of it that's making us think and think very differently in order for us to make sure that we have responses that match the scale of the problem right now. And just a final question, Minister, and this speaks to the trust deficit that exists between the citizenry and government at this point. And unfortunately, given what people have already experienced, as you said, it, it, it is a crying shame that people cannot have access to food parcels, things like that, that you yourself mentioned. So how do you allay people's fears that indeed this program will work as it is intended and not just become another problem, a headache for the citizens of the country? Citizens of the country, those in particular who are receiving social grants, they have been receiving their social grants consistently and they have been receiving the social grants with not much of a problem because of the fact that from a technical point of view we've got systems in place. What might be a problem is them being able to easily access that so that they are forced to travel from the township to the post office. A post office is even better, it's much closer in many instances, travel to the banks, travel to other places. The record that we have, the track record we have on child support grants, on the elderly, all other grants that we are paying right now. That should be what uh, can, can give comfort to the citizens that this government, the government of uh, uh, President Siriza Maposa now, and starting from 1994, has been improving and increasing in terms of assistance uh, in social grants, and we have not failed them. That on its own is a lesson, but that on its own is a confidence that we need to build in, build on. But I must say, we're also looking even the social grants themselves. What value can we add? How much value can we add to it? There's lots of options that are on the table. So let them give us an opportunity. Let them engage, by the way. So it's not a one-way process. It's about people engaging and those who have concerns. If we are open to their, their, their concerns, we are open to people assisting us, working on what is already on the table, which already was done long before I came into this department, done and led by Professor Vivian Taylor, 
She is also available. She's been making the presentation. We will work closely with her and others who want to see this happening. And uh, just a final one before I let you go, Minister, on the 350 Rand grants. And we've been trying to get Sasa uh, to assist. We have so many people still flooding our communication avenues, uh, sending us proof of their applications having been approved, having had to load banking details, and people are still waiting, Minister. Yes, that is a fact. There are people who have been waiting. But if you look at the number of people who have been paid and the number of people who have been in the waiting, those are very few. What we have done and what FASA has done, we looked at the fact that there are people who were rejected because they were falling in either one or the other. I said to Sasa, I'm not very happy with three million rejections. Something is not right here. Can you go back and look what you have done? And Sasa has exactly done that, gone back and looked. Um, to date, there were about 900 and something thousand people who had been rejected who are back on the system because I requested that we look at. But besides that, this is the president's project. He wants a daily report from us to tell him how are we going on with it, how far are we going on with it. I've also said to Sasa, yes, Sasa, I agree with you to see how you can use this period to improve your own system. But I've also said to Sasa, a plan B must also be uh, used in case um, there are these delays. And Sasa is working on that, and hopefully the plan B is going to address particularly those ones who've come out to say we've had a problem in this and that. I'm, I'm having confidence in Sasa that they will, they will step up really, but they've tried their best. Uh, this is a new system that we had to work within two weeks to get it up running, and we don't have much time because October is around the corner. For those who were not paid, for instance, in June when they were paid in May, it's been confirmed to me that when they get their payment in July and so forth, those people will be paid back all their money. As long as they applied and they were approved, they will have to be paid their money. That's the promise that we have made, and that's what the president wants us to do, because this is his project. He announced it after careful consideration of the impact of COVID-19 on the unemployed. Minister Zulu, thanks so much for always making time to speak to us. Uh, the Minister of Social Development, Lindiwe Zulu, speaking to us there about uh, the Universal Basic Income Grant uh, that is being mooted. And of course, also uh, just a few questions on the 350 Rand Social Relief of Distress Grant. And uh, just putting the question there to the Minister about what many of you have been putting to us. So um, I hope uh, that uh, that satisfies uh, at least uh, the questions you've had around whether you will be paid, when you will be paid, what's going on. And we certainly will still try and push with Sasa.